Hey there, and thanks for joining me as I show up to give you powerful, practical, quick, and kingdom tools for you to go out there and live your best life, to show up every day as the best, healthiest, fullest version of yourself, and to live a joyful, abundant, and destiny-filled life. You know, sometimes I might talk about things I've learned, being a wife, a mom, a sister, friend, pastor, mentor, a mentee, a human being. I might share a ridiculous story, and there are some ridiculous stories from my own journey, my successes, and the not so much. I might unpack practical tips and relationship tools. I might encourage you, challenge you, make you laugh, make you cry, and maybe some days it will be all of the above. The point is, I'm really excited, and I hope you are too. So grab your coffee, sit down with me, Danielle Steinspring, and let's start living. Well, hello there. Guys, I am coming at you live again from the very glamorous floor of my closet. Woohoo! Yay, yay, yay. And today, I actually want to tell you a story of something that just happened, like 10 minutes ago. Okay. So let me tell you a little story about my sweet and beautiful and kind hearted and sensitive and wonderful son, Everett. So Everett is an incredibly sensitive boy. And I absolutely love this about him. It's something that I really want to steward really well, because I feel like the world doesn't have a whole lot of emotionally healthy and available men. And for whatever reason, our society um, just really doesn't have a high value for that. I think it's getting better. I think it's turning around. So that's great. Um, But yeah, for whatever reason, we just don't have a high value for emotionally sensitive and aware uh, boys. So anyway, I take it Um, very seriously stewarding this part of his personality. And we just had a moment. So let me tell you about it. I actually was in the room. The kids were both napping. Um, Everett has gone back to having a nap every day. I think we're right in the middle of a growth spurt. I know it's not going to last because he's not been napping for like the past six months. Um, But every day this week, he's wanted to sleep. And I think yeah, I think we're growing. I think that's what's happening. Um, But both the kids were napping and I was in the bedroom um, having a few moments to actually pull out my my computer and make some notes and and get some stuff tracking for um, Hey There and actually was typing up some uh, podcast layouts and a couple of like scripty things that I want to do. And I hear that Everett's awake and Andy's talking to him. And then all of a sudden he hits like meltdown city. The sad kind of meltdown, like not even angry, not, you know, pitching a fit kind of meltdown, but the like heartbreak meltdown. And moms, you know the difference. You can hear it instantly. Like this was a child who was actually just so sad. (laughs) And I heard him and he could not get it together, just like crying and crying and crying and crying. And then he seemed to kind of come down a little bit. And a few minutes later, I heard him just really like weeping. Okay. So from my room, I cried out. I said, Everett, come talk to mama. Come talk to me. 
and I hear him go, oh, okay, okay, mommy, okay. You know, he's like really like level 10. He's just so sad. And he comes in and he climbs up on the bed with me and he just nestles into me. And I said, what's going on? Well, a little backstory. We told him this morning that in two weeks, um, his Gigi, which is his Georgia grandmother, Andy's mom, and Aunt Sissy, which is um, my sister-in-law. It's weird to say she's my best friend. Um, so she's Andy's sister biologically, but I claim her. She's my sister. So Gigi and Sissy are coming to stay with Everett and Juliet for five whole days while Andy and I go away for our uh, anniversary. The anniversary is the anniversary of our honeymoon and we take it every single year so honeyversary is cute you guys can all go oh we're so cute and clever and yeah you can thank us for that little anniversary thing um if you use it in your own marriage you're welcome anyway everett learned this morning that Gigi and sissy were coming to stay with him in two weeks well i don't think he fully understood what two weeks meant So he just went on happy about his day that they were coming to visit. Well, after his nap, he asked Andy, what does it mean two weeks? What does two weeks mean? And Andy said, well, it's actually like it's 13 days from today. 13 days. Well, he knows how long a day is and he knows that 13 days is a lot of days. And he was so sad. So when I asked him, he's in my arms and I asked him what was going on. He told me, he said, daddy told me that two weeks is 13 days. And he is just so sad. So in that moment, I had several choices. And the choice was I could immediately say, that's right, buddy, but two weeks is going to be so exciting. It's going to go by so fast. And then they'll be here and that will be awesome. And then it'll be so great and it'll be so worth it. And two weeks is going to be so fast. And that's a fine response. Or I could have said, buddy, this is really not a big deal. It's nothing to cry about. Just, it's fine. Just be okay. You're going to be okay. Or I could have even, and listen, I'm, I'm using these examples because they're all things that I've done. Or I could have said, that is sad, buddy. Let's go get some ice cream. Let's go get something. Let's go watch a movie together. Let's go do something to fix it. Okay. These three responses are some of the responses that we have been trained to use that our own parents used, um, or that we've seen other people use, or that we even use on ourselves. And the first one is just completely emotionally um, dismissing, dismissing it and saying, no, you know what, buddy, it's going to pass so fast, it's going to be fine. And that's actually probably what most of us parents do is try to say it's going to be fast, it's not even going to think it's going to be fine. But not actually addressing how he feels. Or we say, this is not a big deal. Just shut this down. And we actually teach our children to shove their emotion and to stuff their emotion and to not deal with it. Or we actually will train our children to numb their emotions with something that feels good. I'm going to challenge you that if you're listening to this podcast, you yourself actually do this when your emotions come up. Okay. What it looks like for adults is I'm feeling lonely. I'm going to check my Instagram feed. I'm feeling sad. I'm going to hit that chocolate or that bottle of wine or whatever. I'm feeling happy. I need to celebrate with pizza. Right. And so I could have in that moment numbed it with Everett by saying, it's okay, buddy, let's go get some ice cream. And, and the more we do that, the more he associates bad feelings 
eat sweets. Bad day, glass of wine. Now look, those aren't bad things in and of themselves, but I think what we're doing is we're not actually dealing with the emotion that's going on inside of us. We're just numbing it. We're just shutting it down because it's way easier to just turn to Instagram to not feel lonely than it is for me to identify I'm feeling alone. I'm feeling lonely. It's uncomfortable to sit in that feeling. So I tell you this story unto a purpose. One Hopefully, maybe if you're a parent, you get some parenting takeaways from this. But more importantly, what we're talking about today is emotional health. Everett, my four-year-old son, really just needed to cry. He needed me in that moment to go, wow, buddy, that's hard. You really, really want Gigi and Sissy to be here because you love them. And what I did, I, I didn't actually project and say, that's sad I said, wow, you really love them. You really want them to be here. And then I allowed him to identify the emotion. I said, how does this make you feel right now? And he said, sad. I said, yeah, that is sad. It is really sad. And I met him right there in the middle of his sadness. I validated how he was feeling and I let him just cry. I let him cry. And then He kind of started calming down and he said, I want to go watch a movie. And I felt it in that moment. All right. He actually at four years old, almost five. So four, almost five years old. He's already learning how to numb this. And if he was done and he wanted to just go watch a movie, cool, no problem. But I actually wanted to make sure we got fully to the other side of this emotion. Just get through it and see what happens. So I said, okay, buddy you can go watch a movie if you're ready. And I said, or do you feel like you're still kind of sad and and you still need to cry? He welled up with tears and he said, you're right, mommy. I need to cry for just a few more minutes. I think he said two more minutes. I need to cry for two more minutes. Man, kids are actually really in tune with what they need. So he did. He just bundled right back up into my arms and he cried. I mean, it's a wail. This is like a weeping, wailing big, like crocodile tears, the whole thing cry. And I didn't say shh. And I didn't numb. And I didn't say it's going to be okay. I actually just got comfortable with his discomfort. And that's a huge thing. Moms, dads, if you're listening, something I have really had to learn as a parent is how to be comfortable with my kid being uncomfortable. But what happened in that moment, when I let him just scream cry, wailing level 10 he did he went for maybe two more minutes like 120 seconds max and then he came right back down and he looked up at me and I could tell oh we've we've reached the end the first time I knew it wasn't over but I looked in his eyes and I saw and he said I feel better I said cool what do you want to do now he said I want to go watch my movie great I said, you know, buddy, if you get sad about this later, we can talk about it later. He said, okay. And he just went bounding into the living room. And that was it. And, you know, sometimes this actually looks like an angry meltdown, too. Sometimes he's mad about something, even mad at me or mad about something that I have done. And what I want to do is say, go to your room or say, come on, cheer up. This is enough. Shut it down. But what I sometimes will do is I'll go in his room. I won't let him hurt himself or his environment. I won't let him hurt his sister or hurt somebody in the family. But I will put him on the floor and say, get it all out. 
get it out, buddy. Hit your pillow, scream if you need to. Come on, get it all the way out. Let's get to the end of this. And I'll tell him, I'm coaching him through as it's happening. I'm actually saying, let's get to the end of this. You're really mad. Yep, I can tell that you're mad. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be mad. Let's get all the way through it. Come on. And I actually will let him have that level 10 meltdown in the safety of our home. I won't let him do that at Publix. But in the safety of our home, in his private space, allowing him to go all the way through the emotion of anger, which is a pretty scary emotion for adults even. So imagine being five years old and having that emotion feel bigger than your body and letting him actually just be mad. All right, scream, yell, get it out. Yep, be mad. Come on. Eventually what happens is his little body will relax. He'll probably cry. And it turns from that rage or anger or, you know, whatever, that expressive emotion into just settling in to what just happened. And it takes maybe 10 seconds and he'll go, okay, I'm ready. And we'll have a conversation about what just happened. And I'll say, are you ready to use kind hands? Are you ready to join the family and he'll say yeah I am and then of course if if he hurt someone or if he disrupted something then we'll go and we'll clean up our mess Um, but he just has to come to the end of his feelings now I'm again using this story about my four-year-old son to talk about us as emotionally healthy adults so listen to me Everett just needed to cry and as adults we really don't let ourselves do this We don't give ourselves the freedom to actually feel what we're feeling. And here's the key. Listen to this. To feel what you're feeling and strip away the shame that you have attached to it. Yes, I just said you have shame attached to some of your emotions. Now, I'm not saying you're feeling ashamed, you're feeling shameful, but I think shame can sometimes sound really spiritual. (laughs) It's this really holy shame right? I shouldn't be feeling this right now because I should know better. I shouldn't be feeling angry right now because I'm a Christian. I shouldn't be feeling this level of sadness because I have Jesus. My personal favorite and my go-to is I shouldn't be having this meltdown right now because I'm a pastor. Yeah, that's real in my life. And so therefore, we start shoving every emotion that somehow we've labeled as weak or as wrong or as bad. There's these emotions that land in this category, right, as weak, or these emotions that we've put in a category of dangerous, or bad, or unhealthy. Well, actually, we're all healthy if we're all happy all the time, and that's just not true. Our needs are weak. Sadness is weak. Everyone will see that I'm a mess, and that will somehow discredit me, or disqualify me, or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's part of my own story. I believe that I have no needs (laughs) and I will not talk about my needs or reach out for help for my needs because I don't have those (laughs) because I am healthy. So I have no needs. (laughs) I'm learning. I'm getting better. I'm getting to the root of this thing. But here's the deal. Everett had no shame over being sad. He wasn't in his head going, I shouldn't feel this way. I have Jesus. I shouldn't feel this way. I'm a big boy. I need to just pull it together because whatever. He was allowed to get totally to the end of his feeling. He was allowed to go all the way through an emotion, telling me exactly what he needed. No, mommy, I think you're right. I need to cry for two more minutes. He cried it all the way out and then he moved on. 
And he truly did. He moved on. The adult version of this is one, don't feel it. I feel nothing. I need no one. I have no needs. I am superhuman. And now this might offend you, but Jesus himself wasn't superhuman. In fact, he lived fully human and went through every bit of what we go through. The difference is, and I'm going to save this for another day, he came before us so that he could teach us how even in our humanity, we can stay connected to the Father all the time. So it wasn't that he didn't feel what we feel. It's that he knew how to connect to the heart of the Father, even in the middle of it. So we can't say, well, he didn't have needs. He didn't have sadness. He didn't have X, Y, Z. No, he just actually knew what to do with it. All right, so that's option number one is just don't feel it. I feel nothing. Shove it down. Option number two is, okay, you know what? I'm going to feel it just enough to ease the pain or to kind of relieve some of the pressure, right? Just like if you have a Coke bottle and you shake it, if you just untwist the cap, just a a touch, just enough to let some of that pressure out and then let's shove it back down quickly so that it doesn't explode. So it won't actually fully resolve We'll feel it just enough to ease it. And that's when some of those numbing techniques might come in or whatever we've, we've learned how to process our emotions. So option one is shove it completely. Option two is uh, allow myself to feel some of it so that I can feel it a little. And, and I, I actually might give me the illusion of being emotionally healthy. But in actuality, option one and two are going to result in a bottling up that will build a belief system. When you bottle those things, it will build a belief system that says either I can manage my emotions up to a certain level or I don't have emotions or emotions are bad. Emotions are scary. I'm afraid of what I'll do if I allow myself to feel X, Y, Z or I can handle my emotions with chocolate. I can handle my emotions with wine. I can handle my emotions by numbing with Netflix or whatever. It will eventually lead to a blow up of some kind. Now, when I talk about a blow up, some of you are like, I've never blown up. Listen, blow ups can actually be really quiet. We have some people who explode and you know these people, you've seen it. Maybe you are this person and it's okay. Maybe you're the person that has shoved anger and sadness and bad emotions. I'm using air quotes. You can't see them. Bad emotions for so long that when they do actually come out, it's an eruption an absolute eruption because you've never had a safe place to deal with what you need to deal with emotionally. But blow ups can also be implosions. It can be the kind of shutting down. I will never making vows, right? I will never feel this again. I will shut down internally. I won't allow people into this area of my life. I will get really good at self-managing and I will implode. So you can explode or you can implode. I, myself, have experienced both of those things. Now, there's also option three for how we deal with our emotions. And I'm going to save it for another day. Why? Because like I said in my intro, I want these podcasts to be quick tools that you can grab onto, find a truth somehow, find something that helps you, find something you can apply to your actual life and move on for your day. 
to think on this thing all day long. So here's going to be your takeaway for today. And then we're going to wrap it up. Your takeaway for today is just to think about, okay, what actually happens if I allow myself to get to the full end of an emotion? What happens if I'm feeling angry and I allow myself to identify I'm feeling angry? I'm going to let myself feel angry. Now, what I'm not saying is get to the end of your anger by going and bashing someone's car with a baseball bat. But what I am saying is what happens if you invite Jesus into those moments? What happens if you give yourself a safe space to feel it all the way through? What happens if you actually remove your own numbing tactics and next time you're feeling lonely, not allowing yourself to go to Netflix or to go to Instagram or to go to whatever thing it is that usually solves that numbness for you and sit with it. Get comfortable with your own discomfort and welcoming Holy Spirit into that moment and saying, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling weak. I'm feeling angry. What happens then? And I know that some of you may have years and years and years of unexpressed emotion in there. And so that's going to take some time. That actually might take some some counseling, some therapy, big fan of therapy, big fan of counseling over here. It actually might take someone else helping you to walk through that thing. But what I'm challenging you with today is to ask yourself the question, what if I allow myself to feel my emotions all the way through? Even the positive ones. I think sometimes we think, well, I I can be happy, but I can't celebrate too much because people will think I'm fake or because it's not, it's not realistic or because I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop or whatever the lie is attached to it. I can't actually feel that all the way through either, right? But what if you actually allowed yourself to feel your emotions today? That's your takeaway for today. I hope this was helpful on some level. I hope it, if nothing else, just starts a conversation Hey, catch me on my Instagram um, and, and let me know what you thought about the episode. If you have other questions, put them on there. Let's start a dialogue. My Instagram name is hey there underscore. It's Danielle. And I'd love to chat with you guys some more. So have an awesome day. Feel what you feel. Name what you feel. And find a safe place and a safe way for you to actually express your feelings all the way through. When we start doing this really well, we actually start keeping short accounts of our emotions. And they don't get so many years bottled up. You can actually just identify, oh, I'm feeling angry. I need to allow myself to feel this and come to the other side of it relatively quickly. And it's not not going to be years worth of bottling or weeks worth or months worth of whatever, right? Everett got to the end of his sadness really quickly because we try to create an environment where he's safe to do that and safe to express that. So you can create that safe environment for yourself today. Have an awesome day, guys. Be blessed. And I will catch you next time. Thanks for joining.